Addicted to the Pot, shooting our second podcast. Yes, we are. And this is Ron. And I'm Christy. So, I want to start talking to you today about the deli. We opened it in March 13th of 2020. We got everything, rushed through the health department. Um, I had a time getting through with them. I would do everything before they wanted me to, and then they would be mad, and I'd have to redo it. And I was like in, I was going 100 miles an hour, and they were going 20. But I got it open the weekend of spring break, and it was March 13th. 13th. It was the 13th through the 18th is a huge spring break. Yeah. I think. I don't want to say Alabama, but it might have been Tennessee, Alabama. I don't know. We get a few of them down here. You would get a lot of them. (laughs) And they were, the spring break started and it was maybe open a week Mm -hmm. or a week and a half. We're doing great, everything. And then boom, get shut down. Florida has their first cases of coronavirus on the beach. It's all because of the spring breakers. So they start shutting down. Florida, Alabama. Think. I don't know if Mississippi and Texas did it at the same time. They um, could have been another week after us. Yeah. But we shut down for what six weeks? It was six weeks. Yeah. You could not do anything but only restaurants could have food that people came ordered and came and picked up. Uh, mm-hmm. They could not come and sit inside. Yeah. Um I'll, and people I don't, were in the news getting in trouble because they were still letting people yeah. sit in there and eat it. Yes. And I remember the place up in, um, where was it, Daphne? Somewhere it was like a pizza joint or something where they got busted. It was a mom and pop. And they and got, they yeah, were they got shut down by the health department and fined. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. But, I didn't really know that. But, yeah. So people were, you know, definitely having a hard time. We weren't ha- having to wear masks yet. No. The mask wearing had not started yet. No. But they definitely took away our spring break. Oh, yeah. Which helps everyone down here out with their businesses. (laughs) So then summer came. And the the restaurants had to go to half capacity. Yeah. They're setting people every other seat. You know that was taken from their business. Some people had lines out the door in Gulf Shores, Orange Beach. Some people didn't. Some people didn't want to wait all that time to eat. So the seafood market, Fresh Market Seafood, which who that owns is that? located right beside us. <laughs> I forget who owns that. Tell me again. That's me. Oh, there you are. Okay. So we next door we went to cooking more food for people. Yeah. Doing corn, well, potatoes, shrimp. Well, we were doing our meals to go. People calling. We're bringing them out just, or just whatever. For those of you listening, so you can kind of picture this. I'll, I'll kind of try to describe it. Okay. Um, <laughs> when you pull up, 
um, you see the sign for fresh market seafood, and they put a lot of effort into making sure it's it's well uh, has good signage, and it's wood that's been uh, carved into fresh market seafood, and they they usually have a crab out there, but temporarily I've stolen it and taken it in the <laughs> deli. Um, but you walk in the door, and it's a counter of ice down seafood. Raw seafood. Raw, well, yeah, yeah. Raw, raw seafood, fresh. You can take fresh. it home, cook it. And you know, as soon fish. as you walk in the door, you're you're smelling good, fresh seafood. Yeah. Um, and. But you, we also do the meals to go. Yeah. For well, like they're meals for two people, and so it's like a pound of shrimp, but two that's corn, the part of the six store. potatoes. Nobody sees that when they walk in the doors. Yeah. And, no one does. And what what you see is raw shrimp and fish that literally slept in the ocean last night and uh, Christy and, and her husband have a fleet of boats that go out and catch this stuff shrimp boats just like you would have seen on Forrest Gump um, and they have this fresh catch come in every morning and uh, it's all unloaded and they put it in the storefront you can walk in there and pick and choose what you you know what looks good and decide what you want to have for lunch or dinner and then in the back what you don't see are these giant industrial steamers, steamers. back there <laughs> the freezer space that they have and the steamers and the everything going on in the back yeah is because amazing. i'm gonna get a shirt made this year because <laughs> everyone asks are those snow crab fresh <laughs> and i'm like they come to us frozen. Well, the, the deadliest catch is catching <laughs> yes. the snow crab. I call the guy, Captain Zig, and uh -huh. I say, hey, yeah, exactly. we want to order a thousand pounds of snow crab. And he drives his boat down here. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, no, because they're actually freezing them. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's not really, it's fresh, then it's cooked, because you have to cook crab, pre-cook it. Yeah. And then it's frozen, and yeah. then suppliers get it. Yeah. So I love the fact when they say it, it's and it it's a given. We're gonna get it one time in a day when the tourists are in, and they are going to say, oh, "Is this fresh snow crab?" And I just want to say, oh, "Let me tell this story." So I'm glad I'm getting to tell this story on the podcast because when they ask, I'm gonna say, "Go watch episode two on the podcast, and it will tell you everything, everything you need to know awesome. about the snow crab and where right. we get them." So, uh, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head there. There's some things <laughs> that we do have to import that don't live off our back porch. So Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we do. We actually have crab down here, and we have lobster. A lot yeah. of people don't know that we have a lobster. Yeah. Um, well, we catch them in Florida all the time. Yes. The lobster we have here are not like the no, main lobster and the sweet the lobster. Claw. They're called, and if, and if I wasn't trying to think right now, I need more of my um, dirty chai latte. There you go. Um, but I'm trying to think of what, what is it called? Where's my husband at? <laughs> <laughs> because we used to get them all the time. But and I'm trying to think of what the actual, oh my goodness. They're Let me see. He's coming in right now. Let uh -oh. me ask him. Yeah. He walks in and he tells us the answer and I have paused the podcast <laughs> and we're sitting here overreacting about these yeah. bulldozer lobster. <laughs> that's what it's called. Because a lot of people don't know in our area that we can, you know, go and dive out there and yeah. we can catch what's lobster. called a bulldozer lobster mm -hmm. tail. A lot of people don't know what they are. Um, 
they're square oh. like a bulldozer and they don't have the big pinchers. Are you eating pound cake? Is what <laughs> my husband said. So he had to sneak in the deli to get a piece of pound cake. Yeah. I, so, I just made it lie, lie, yeah, uh, yesterday you, afternoon. It was yesterday yeah. afternoon. He's already had two pieces. Oh, well, it, you know. Oh, you only live once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that, yeah, we're, we're sitting in the deli right now, and uh, we make uh, all kinds of desserts and sweets and anything and everything. And uh, people come in here, especially the guys next door, and come in here and sneak one every now and then and yes. i say every now and then like every 45 well, minutes or. and half the time there are um what, what are they are our little testers yeah, yeah absolutely because <laughs> we're gonna say hey try this yeah. before we sell it to everybody which is really smart because we have some of the most picky people <laughs> <laughs> my son that day i knew and he said he told ron he said Ron said, here, try my spaghetti. I made it from scratch. I've been cooking the sauce all day, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay. And he takes it, and then he takes it over back to the seafood market. And we're, <laughs> and I come, and I'm like, Ron tells me, your son, yeah, got some spaghetti. I'm like, he doesn't eat spaghetti. <laughs> Hold on, let me go next door. <laughs> so I had to, um, I ate the spaghetti. He did like the bread, and he loves meat and bread with the sauce, but he just doesn't eat noodles. Yeah. He's, I have picky yeah. kids. No, every, they, you know. they eat totally different things, but it's okay. Yeah. Everybody's got their own little twerk. I mean, we get it all the time in here. Yeah. Some people want coconut milk and their drink and to me coconut milk does not mix well that's probably why we never have it <laughs> <laughs> we run out of it and then we're just like uh because uh. it, it freaks me out if i have to make a chai latte or or and they want the coconut milk because yeah. they're eating healthy which is great but that coconut milk no. it does not mix well it just no. just doesn't and it, churn up good. I could see it in a frappe, it, but well, no, yeah. it leaves a film on the. Yeah, I guess blender. that's from that coconut. Yeah. Because it's oily. Well, and coconut is a, a diuretic too. I don't, hmm. So whenever you watch a movie about somebody stranded on a deserted island, mm -hmm. it um, it'll make you have to go to the bathroom. Uh, um, mm. Yeah. So anyway, coconut milk is uh, it. it I guess. I don't know if it's good for you or not, to be honest with you. Uh, it's a milk alternative. I do a lot of um, almond. almond milk. Yeah. I'm lactose intolerant, so yeah. I like almond milk in anything. I'm, but. I don't seem to be intolerant towards anything. I can't <laughs> drink it all. So back to yeah. um, the coronavirus and the store. And our business really did thrive because a lot of the restaurants... Yeah. We're not able to turn out enough food and get people in and out in their normal experience. So a lot of people did come to us, which we're very thankful for in the summer. And we had a great summer. Um, the deli even picked up for it being its first year. Yeah. It's been great. And the bait store, I have to go there for a minute. Hooked up bait and tackle at the foot of the bridge. I'm telling you right now, mark my words. If there is an apocalypse and the world is ending, everybody went fishing. Yes. That was the major thing for them to do off their docks, um, off the beach. They didn't have to be in big groups. No. They were just their little groups. They were going fishing. Yeah. They were 
we had the best summer I've oh, wow. seen there and in my whole time ever yeah. doing bait and tackle. We did amazing. Our boats, knock on wood, none of them broke down. Yeah. Our shrimp boats did really good. I think we and all had a great summer. Yeah. And then along comes yeah. dun dun dun. <laughs> and it, it's been different and now we're at the stage of you have to wear your mask and um I've had def I definitely had a hard year with employees I had um, several people that have been with me three or four years managers that some had you know to retire this year because yeah. um, the stress that coronavirus brought on the stress of having more people keep no inventory yeah. everything comes from China I believe in the tackle business and our tackle we are still out till March or April of, of 2021 yeah. on getting back to normal yeah. from being shut down for six weeks to two months of coronavirus yeah. that's how much it did on the industry they were pulling stuff out. You could not get stuff. I still cannot get stuff to barely sell in the store. I have to make a lot of rigs. I have to search for product. Yeah. I spend a lot of time searching. It's crazy. It's very, very I mean, crazy. If we'd have, if somebody had asked a year ago, I would have bought some stock and some <laughs> masks and some germ sanitizer, and I would have had a whole shed full. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't have done that yeah, if we no would have known? I know. I yeah. mean, we still should be doing it. A lot of people still should. I mean, yeah. this isn't over with. And, and I don't even know if, I mean, this might, this minute, excuse me, let me You're start fine. over again. This might have been a wake-up call mm -hmm. of what we need to prepare for in two to three years or the next election. Yeah. Well, so here, here's, I, here's the thing, you know, I, I see light at the end of the tunnel in this, and be, it's because we're going to have a vaccine for this, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, Right. within the next six months, I'm hoping that we have a vaccine that is being manufactured in mass quantities, and people that are, you know, at higher risk are going to start getting this, and the, the world's going to slowly go back to normal, I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping too. I mean, but, all we can do is keep our fingers crossed and pray. Yeah, and and down here, you know, we're, we have people, because we're such a high tourism area, we have people that come from all over the country to come down here. And it, it's mainly the Midwest that likes to come down here usually, and sometimes Texas and um we get a lot of Missouri and Indiana, and we get uh, Arkansas and Mississippi. Mississippi loves to come over here because our beaches are so nice. And it's really um, – sorry, somebody just came up to the window, and I lost my train of thought. But, <laughs> I know, I did too. Uh, I was looking. Yeah. You should, uh, anyway, but um, everybody's from a different area that – handles things maybe a little bit differently and we try to accommodate the way everybody believes things should happen and I, all the businesses down here do this we um, you get customers who are from each end of the spectrum some who just refuse to wear 
a mask and aren't worried about washing their hands and using hand mm-hmm. sanitizer. And then we get people who try to push through here in one of those round ball bubbles. Right. And they can't fit through the door because their hazmat suit just isn't working. <laughs> I know. We've met a few of Yes, those. we've had a few of those come in here. And Well, I've had a few, you know, one or two that come in and they just get mad. They're like, you're not fast enough. I need. I can't be in here. I, I got to go. Right. Yeah. Because it, they feel like they're enclosed. It, well, it's the 15-minute rule. If you're within six feet of somebody for longer than 15 minutes, your likelihood of being Getting exposed, oh. if they have it, is extreme. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. That's why people are trying to rush in and out, and they don't want to wait for things. And from a service industry, it just makes things so difficult. You can't come in and order four coffees and expect us to have them ready in 15 minutes. Because it might take right at that 15 minutes. I mean, the the four (laughs) coffees wouldn't be a problem in 15. But the, you know, the uh, four clubs and the... uh, you know, the custom made to order food that we do here, you know, sometimes if we get a backup, uh, you know, a family of eight will come in here and sit down Mm -hmm. and each one orders something that we make from scratch or we, you know, we put it together. We don't have uh, all of our food sitting in the back, a sandwich already put together or a breakfast burrito or what what have you. I mean, we do all of our own bacon and we put everything together from scratch and it's fresh and it's good. But you get 16 people in here, and each one orders something that we have to put together. Sometimes the kitchen can take 10 minutes to get food out. That's not uncommon. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, they were waiting 30 to 45 minutes at Zaxby's. The line would be around the back. Nobody minds doing that. But you come in somewhere, and you order it, and sometimes they do get short with you. They really do. A lot of people will understand but, you know, it just depends on, what, you know, what, yeah. Well, how, how that person reacts. Yeah. And, and, you know, we try to accommodate everybody. And if yeah, somebody... Yeah, and I don't try to let it get to me or anything like that. So, a day in the life of when we opened and coronavirus happened. So, we would come here at 7 o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. we would get ready and we would make well, our coffee. We would get, turn on our open sign, heat up our ovens, yeah. steam tables. And then we would have Mr. Kickler would come in. He runs Tacky Jacks. And he would come get a coffee. Or sometimes he got, trying to think of the other one, he got maybe a latte. I know it was a coffee because this was all of while we were shut, you know, people were shut down and people really weren't coming. Yeah. And we would sell maybe four coffees and then we would make maybe three items. God. And when you're talking about, we're, we're talking about we made anywhere from $25 to $75 a day. That's insane. The first few weeks. Of when it, everything got shut down. So, the coffee shop opened March 13th. We had a little bit of a spring break to give us a taste of what it would be like, which was amazing. Yeah, right. But then that all got shut down. Yeah, and you have to kind of imagine what, what it would be like um, where your entire community runs off tourism. And all of a sudden, tourism is completely shut down. The beaches were closed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, were you even able to rent a condo down here? 
Were, were the rentals still open? I think the rentals were open. Of course, nobody wanted to come. No, there was rentals open. Okay. Because I remember a couple coming in from the beach club, and they had a little girl, and they said they ate lunch, and they had to go because they had times. They were given times at the pool. And you could go to the pool oh, from yeah. two to three, or, or I don't know if it was hour or two hour increments. So they actually had to reserve time. Had to reserve times at the pool, oh, so wow. they didn't have the pools overcrowded. Right. It. I do remember that. So here, here the coffee shop, and uh, you'll hear us refer to it as different things because it, it. I don't know. It is different things to each one of us, but it's a deli, but it's a coffee shop. When you walk in. You're, you're greeted by the smell of fresh coffee and espresso and the pastries from the back. And it's just this little homey, beautiful coffee shop with yeah, mitch, and the mismatched beans, chairs. The beans are made out of Fairhope, a, a local roaster. roaster. Yeah. Um, Fairhope Roast and Bean. And he's in several of the stores down here. And, it, it and we really, sell the beans yeah. that we also do the shots of espresso with we sell those yeah. type of beans because sometimes i'll go in different coffee shops and they won't even sell what they're making behind the counter right they'll sell some a kind but it won't be what we they actually do right. and i've always been that way even at the seafood market if we put mm -hmm. mild seasoning on there i'm going to sell that mild seasoning out front medium yeah. seasoning hot seasoning i hate to go somewhere where they say they'll say well, I like that sauce, and right. can I buy it? And they're like, no, no. that's a special sauce. <laughs> and it's like, well, thank you. I'm never coming back. Right, exactly. <laughs> because I want to I want to buy that special sauce because I liked it. Yeah, exactly. And I want to use it at home. Right. So I always made it a point to sell. If we have it here, we're going to have it for sale. sale. Yeah. Period. Right. Because that, to me, makes good customers. It does. It makes a difference when you can buy the item that... Yep they're selling you can buy it yeah. you know you can make it at your house that's another thing that we want to talk about on here is how to make some of the dishes and desserts, dessert, desserts yeah. that you get from here some of the different things we cook and make we have some mad scientists that kind of live in our <laughs> hemisphere and they bring in concoctions and you never know what's going to be here uh, i mean we have our staples that we we keep in stock but um, you know, I've come in here on days and found some kind of Frankenstein dessert that's been thrown together. And I, I'm like, what in the, uh, this was where I was first introduced to Watergate. What is it? Watergate, Watergate salad. salad. That's me. I make Watergate. My, well, I'm older. That's showing my age. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> Finally, someone that's older than me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And my mom and them always had it at baby showers wedding showers all these showers yeah it's something easy to put together and you don't see it that often no. anymore nowhere yeah. and so i thought you know what that's what we should put in here yeah. so a lot of people that do come in that have had it yeah. know um and they they love it you know, i think it's great it is i mean there there are some just i don't know it's such a great environment i'm looking around the the deli right now the coffee shop and it's just a, it's a miss or it's a, a mix hodgepodge of 
Right now we have uh, pumpkins that <laughs> children have decorated. It's and almost Halloween. We got like five more days or four more days and it'll be Halloween. Halloween. And we, you know, there's signs. We got bags of candy sitting around for yeah, people. To Some, hand out. I, I got my witch's hat. I'm going to be a witch. It's the only time of the year I can bring my broom out and ride it. But, you know, we're, we're a, a small coffee shop with a lot of personality. Yes. I agree with that. I love it. And I love coming in here and the people are friendly. Yeah. And I love the reviews. People go on there and they do write a lot of good reviews. Reviews. We we have been so fortunate. So fortunate to have a lot of great reviews and a lot of people that like it and Mm -hmm. a lot of people that will just come in. And they, they want, like, can I get that? My wife said that was so good yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And can I get that and and do this? And she said you did this. And I'm just, like, smiling, <laughs> thinking, happy wife, happy life. Exactly. You know? And they're going back before the wife ever wakes up. They're grabbing cinnamon rolls for the kids. And yeah. then it's just awesome. And they love it. And the next day they're back again for something different or or they call in. You can call in. We'll get it ready. They come on in. Yeah. It's, it's prepared. Now, in the summer, a few times, we got backed up. Yeah. And we got pe- more people coming in the door, all the way out the, the door, door. Mm-hmm. trying to get drinks, call-ins, trying yeah. to work them in. Yeah. It was a lot. It was. And, the, you know. And, and that was, you know, in the summer, which has been great. Hopefully, that's going to hold us over until spring break starts i'm praying spring break comes back with a vengeance next year i think it will and i'm hoping that our area is fixed yeah that's going to be a key yeah because we need to talk about this hurricane sally yes we do came into our area well okay so for for any of you who are listening um hurricane season Uh um runs through the end of october so it starts in may right uh, May or June? Um, is it? I, honestly, I don't I know. Don't know. <laughs> Hold on, let me Google that no. while you're talking. <laughs> yes, we're we <laughs> okay. In our defense, this is something you live with on a daily basis, yes. and you forget that you know all of a sudden this storm the size of Texas could roll through and and devastate an area. You know, hurricane season. Is Monday, June first. June, June, June. Okay. And it ends on Monday, November thirtieth. What? So, yes. Holy crap! And that's the twenty twenty Atlantic hurricane season. Okay. Well, it began on June. I knew. I thought it was the summer, because I do a lot of um, cruises. Yeah. <laughs> I always try to remember to <laughs> do my cruises in November uh-huh. and April. Well, right. So. so for for those of you coming down here, it's not an all year, all the time kind of thing. There's a season for this, um, where these storms pop up, um, either off the coast of Africa, or anywhere in between there and uh, you know uh, where the Gulf opens up. I mean, it, it, um, the Caribbean they can spring up anywhere. Mm-hmm. But and a lot of the bad ones come off of Africa. Africa. Yeah, the coast of Africa. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and I believe Sally did come off the coast of Africa. I don't or was she down? She might have been down more near Cuba. I can't well, remember either because there was two at the time when Sally was going on. There was one over by Mexico. Yeah. And then Sally was down there. And when she got named Sally, of course she's closer because. Right. Yeah. But she went across Cuba. 
Yeah. And she messed up Cuba, I think. No, no, it wasn't. What? It wasn't Cuba. What's that other place down there? Um. Well, okay. So here, here's <laughs> kind of the story. I can't keep up with it because now we're in another hurricane warning we tomorrow. Have, yeah, Zeta's. Zeta. Well, so here's the thing with these hurricanes. And um, they pop up. And they live out in the Atlantic sometimes for two weeks. And then, you know, in the time that it takes them to get across the Atlantic, three others will have come and gone in the Gulf. Mm-hmm. And it gets to where they blend together. They just, they blur. And a hurricane will pop up and uh, hit somewhere that isn't anywhere close to you. You know, it'll make uh, landfall in some Caribbean, you know, island and um, by the time you know you need to pay attention to it, it's usually about three to four days out. Right. And, you know, 72 hours is usually about the time you have to get ready. And And if you know it's a, if it's a tropical storm or a Category 1, most of the time we're hunkering down. Yeah. If it's a 2, you have your option to kind of leave. Yeah. But if it's a three, you should be leaving yeah, exactly. because a three can turn into a four in a minute and even a five. But Sally was coming as a one, maybe a two when it hit back to a one. Yeah. But it, it it was coming a little bit further over to Mississippi or it was coming to Louisiana because yep. mom's a medium. Mm-hmm. We told y'all that in the first episode. Yep. And she said, no, it's coming to I think she said Alabama or yeah. she yeah she said it's coming to Alabama and so we thought it was going to be a two then when it hit it was a three but they said it the water that fell for those long hours I think it was six long hours yeah. of just getting beat till the eye came upon us they said it dropped as much water as a hurt as a category five Good Lord. that's what I was told and so it came in as a three, and that's why we got so much damage. damage. We were in yeah. the eye of the storm, and Orange Beach was on the beast. We call it the east is the beast, the yeah. west is the best. Yeah. So it definitely um, hurt our little town. Yeah, it did. And we have tons of pictures. A yeah. lot of this stuff I'm going to post on Facebook. We have a Facebook page called Addicted to the Pot. And I'll put different things on there that we talk about on here and recipes and everything on there. But Hurricane Sally did do a lot of damage, which in turn took out some condos, took out people's housing. So, you know, it's hurt a lot of people. And so it displaced a lot of people, especially condos. Apartments. apartments. So a lot of the rentals got eaten up by the people that were put out of their houses while they were getting fixed. Yeah. And so I don't know how the tourism for this winter will be with the loss of all of the people. Well, yeah. And a, a lot of, we talked about snowbirds before. Yeah. And a lot of the snowbirds, their houses, their rental properties and their, uh, you know, winter houses down here, the roofs got ripped off. Yes. Or well, some missing. of them bring their travel trailers and live in them for that the too. two or three months. Yeah. Well, some of the spots are not Again. as good. Some of them are being taken by the people that lost their house, yeah. but they had a travel trailer, so they're staying 
in yeah. the, some of those spots. I mean, there's a lot of things yeah. of people reaching out. So it was definitely a devastation to the area. And so many small businesses uh, were just wiped out. Yes, uh, yes. One of my favorite uh, places to go eat in Gulf Shores is a little um, locally owned barbecue place. It's called Hog Wild. Yes, and I, I would take my daughter there. And we we would go. They have really good pulled had really good pulled pork sandwiches. Um, I mean, and they they know their barbecue up and down, backwards and forwards. And they had know, eight, nine, ten different barbecue sauces, and it was so good. And are they um, not open back up? So they actually had two feet of water mm-hmm. uh, in the restaurant, and no flood insurance. Hmm. And they started a GoFundMe to try to repair and get their business back opened. Their target was 50. They raised about seven, uh, which is still great. That's I mean, great, for yeah. small mom and pop, they, yeah. they raised $7,000. Um, they are opening a food truck mm-hmm. um, to try to get back on their feet while they're rebuilding the restaurant. Oh, that's good. And, that's really um, good. I'm... I was talking to the owner of another business who um, uses food trucks and trying to get them hooked up. And And uh, so they could go there some too. Yeah, yeah. That would be really good. And because I I hate seeing someone who saved and saved and put all their money into something Mm -hmm. that they did so well and to see it taken away from them is just heartbreaking. It's very heartbreaking. And there's tons and tons of stories like that, especially, you know, with this storm coming in and like you go to bed one night the next morning and no one knew mm-hmm. we underestimated um Sally. Sally we did a lot of people that I heard stayed said they would never stay again yeah. it was very very bad it sounded bad yeah. I know Ron and y'all had yeah. um water coming out of your See, light, the light fixtures, fixtures. Yeah. the doors um, there, the wind, the way the wind was blowing, they said it was just like a cyclone. It would be like coming yeah. one way at 80 miles an hour, another one 100 and something a mile. And it was just crazy. And I've heard that from a lot of people. Well, um, it, for anyone who wants to know what it's like to go through a hurricane, I mean, I've never been through a tornado directly, but um, I can tell you about a, a hurricane. And the, the closest thing that I've ever experienced to it if you will go stand on the rock bed next to a freight train as it rolls by and i'm talking 10 15 feet away from the train and the wind that you feel the mm-hmm. sound of something that massive and heavy rolling through at that speed mm. is i mean it shakes you to the core wow. if you will go stand next to a freight train as it rolls by don't get too close i'm not advocating <laughs> not advocating anyone actually go you know Stand hit, on the train, yeah, train tracks. No, don't go stand on the tracks. Um, and, and do that for six hours. I think yes. that's what she, Sally, was like six, six hours, hours of just nonstop, which is very rare. They yeah. thought they were never going to see the eye. Yeah. Then it came to a complete, because Gulf Shores had got the eye. Yeah. They were able to go out in the middle of the storm. And I then did. after she yeah. went over, she had a little bit at the tail end, but mm-hmm. then it was gone. It dissipated. Yeah. It was like it sat there for so long, yeah. hesitant, mm-hmm. pulling stuff out of the Gulf, just raining all that water down. Yeah. I mean, the the stories we've heard, the mullet wrapper has posted a lot of those yeah. stories of people that were on their boats trying to get their boats to safety. That's crazy. And that they 
you know, ended up the boat sunk and a lot of the stories I've been looking on there um, yeah. at their uh, newspaper that yeah. they do the mullet wrapper. Well, I mean, it, it so I, I went through it and I can tell you uh, the wind was coming in where I live. The wind was coming in from the north. Um, so even though the, the storm comes in from the, the Gulf from the south, you know, it's a circle. Mm-hmm. And uh, the wind, for the majority of the six hours, the wind was coming in from the north, blowing against my door, which faces north, and water was pushed in from underneath my front door and flooded my living room. The roof was ripped off. Water poured in and was literally cascading, just pouring waterfall from my light fixtures. My kitchen, um, I had water just pouring into my toaster and coffee pot and um, my daughter's bed had uh, there's the way it, it the wall is built the, there's shingles on the outside underneath the window as, as decorative but uh, when the shingle does blow off the water comes in and comes down um, over the ceiling or over the window I mean and water was pouring onto my daughter's bed and mm. um, I had to pull my daughter out of her room and bring her into mine um, not just because of the uh, water but her window faces north mm-hmm. and every time you know there was a 100 mile an hour wind gust or 100 and whatever 120 I think it was 125 mile an hour wind gusts mm-hmm. that were reported um, I was terrified that window was going to shatter and come in but you know to, I say all this to, to kind of give you an idea of what it's like to go through one of these these storms and then it passes you know it's six hours of just pure nightmare fuel and then you walk out your door and it's completely calm completely calm and then it was light outside afterwards yeah because she came in early morning and or she came in about two that night and then stayed all the way till that morning and so the sun comes through it's just like whoa and then all of a sudden the eye goes over and then you get that little bit of rain Rain. and that stuff coming back it is very crazy that had to be a wicked experience yeah that was that's just crazy bizarre and then you you walk out and the tree that that's in front of your house is blown over and it's a miracle it didn't land on your car and then you look at your next door neighbor who lost half their roof literally i mean it's not there anymore and you can see into their attic and then you look over and their car is dented it's smashed it looks like the you know the hulk just took his fist and hit it and uh you know i I saw siding sticking through a truck door um the gentleman who works next door to us had a pine tree go through the bed of his truck so it snapped and then it tilted the top of the pine tree fell into the bed of his truck point down and pierced the bed of his truck went through and stuck into the ground he lost his he lost his truck Hmm. um those kind of stories and yeah there's tons of them too we could go on for hours and hours about thankfully only one person perished in the storm and it wasn't more you know I, i feel terrible for the family of the person that died but that's uh, it? One, one person? One person. That's all that was, yeah. Where were it. they out of? Uh, Florida, somewhere. 
Like, for Sally? Yeah. No. Pensacola. No, no, well, Only no, one no. person died. That is, are you sure? Yeah, that's what Debbie, uh, Debbie Carriage said. There's no way. Maybe over in Pensacola. Yeah. One, one person. Um, because the one, the girl that works for me at Hooked Up, yeah. they, she had to identify a body over in Orange Beach, over near Bear Point. Really? Yeah. That's just crazy. Yeah, Google it for sure. Now I'm now I'm curious because the they were reporting on the news only one person died. And maybe that changed after I it, saw well, it. Well it might have been out of Pensacola. Yeah, it could be. From due from that. Maybe they were um in, you know, something to do with the water or something. But I know that that guy was over there. Maybe he was originally from Pensacola. I don't know. Um she didn't know who it was. She couldn't identify him. All she could do was throw up. They're saying the storm claimed two lives. Uh, 27-year-old. Uh, and then there was an older guy. He was paddling a 12-foot John boat in an attempt to find his mother's pontoon boat during the hurricane. Uh, and it never was found. And a second person died from exhaust fumes after the storm because of generator. So they were running the generator too close to their front door and carbon monoxide poisoned them. But those are the only two deaths I saw. That was how The generator. You're kidding. No. No, we went to the funeral. He was in his 70s. He was almost 80. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. I didn't know that. Did it say his name? Waller? No. Um, mm -mm. It didn't. It didn't give. He's their, out of Foley, Alabama. It didn't give their name. It just gave the twenty-seven-year-old. Hmm. Uh, well, he's not twenty-seven. No, no, no. The the other guy. The other one. The paddleless John boat out in the storm. Mm -hmm. That might be the one she found. It could be. Because I don't know how old the person was. But that's so weird. That's weird that it only claimed two lives. Yeah, I mean, you look at the devastation and the yeah. destruction. You you have to. Yeah, think it was more. Yeah, it feels like it should have been. Well, another good thing that happened to us is some of our customers mm -hmm. that um, live down at Plantation. Um, they got some donations from. They live in Georgia, and they came to us. Mm -hmm with some donations from up in Georgia that people that wanted to help yeah. small businesses. And so they asked us if we would do a benefit and we donated um, and fed the workers and anybody that was affected by Hurricane Sally and they donated $1,000 to the deli for doing that and giving away the food to cover the cost. It was amazing. Of that. It was yeah. very amazing, and people were very thankful, and the people that came in and got food, they were very thankful. Some people, you know, came, got other people to come back, so they wanted to take plates for other people, which was really good. Yeah. And we did a bunch of sandwiches, and I think we did sandwiches, chips, pickles. Cookies. Cookies. Everybody got a cookie. I want to say we did just under 200. Oh, and we did pasta. We did do pasta. We did do pasta. Because yeah. remember, one thing was pasta or whatever. Yeah. It well, was it was really good, and, and I really do appreciate um, Wade and Nikki yeah. from Plantation for doing that and helping out. That, they, you know. they will never understand how many people, families, 
they helped by doing that. I mean, I know for a fact, I mean, our little deli, coffee shop deli did, I want to say 200 families, 200 people. Yeah. Um, at least. It was, it was yeah, I just can't remember. It the seems exact like, number. yeah, because that happened and then that next storm happened after uh, Sally. Delta. Delta. So we had to flee for Delta because everybody was scared. But we were worried and then so, but. You know, I, I, I believe in karma and I believe in you get what you put out. And before, I, and I know Christy wouldn't talk about this, but before um, Sally, a hurricane hit in Louisiana. Yes. And um, the night it was hitting, the night, what well, was going to hit the next day, the night before, we yep. pulled together and put out and started getting donations. Yes. And we did it for the Cajun Navy. Yes. We and did donations. We did. Um, we had people bring items and, you know, in drinks, water, baby products, diapers, wipes, bottles, dog food, to dog food yeah. cat food. People were using us as a drop-off for that. I think we did it five days. Yeah. And then we, we have, a, have a real good friend, um, Chad from Remax, and he always through he has a lot of family over in Louisiana yeah and so he made sure that our stuff got to the right people and um, I want to say we raise what how much did we it was six six something six hundred and something dollars for the Cajun Navy for the Cajun Navy we we raised it and Mm -hmm. sent it over to them and um, because that's their hometown in Louisiana so I wanted to do something for somebody that was going to benefit for our little deli $600 is a huge huge. deal I mean think about how many people had to come in and take a 20 out of their wallet or a Mm -hmm. 10 or whatever Mm -hmm. they had that's right and drop it in the donations bucket that we had put out um, Christy was so generous in offering free coffee. Yeah, we did free um, coffee. And drip coffee. You know, anybody that came in could get a cup of coffee. And uh, if they felt like donating money, whatever they could, yes. you know, we appreciated it. Um, was it free coffee and was it something else? Did we do another thing? I, we did. What was it? What was that? It was free coffee and what something else, didn't we? Yeah, there was something else we did. We gave away something, um, oh, cookies oh, or no? We did. It? We would do pancakes. Yes, it we was did pancakes. pancakes. We did do pancakes. You could get pancakes for free yep. or for donation. Yeah. And yep. so yes, so and we made pancakes. We had and a lot of people come in and take yeah. advantage of the free coffee, free pancakes, and they just gave what they could. If they only had two dollars to their name, bless them. They yeah, we they didn't gave care. Two, Whatever didn't care. they had. It was going to be that, and that's what we wanted to do because we wanted to help out. Employees gave up their I mean, tip we jar. know what it's like to be yes. in a hurricane. And I believe when you give, mm-hmm. you shall receive. Yeah, exactly. What goes around comes, comes around. around. Mm-hmm. And I believe by doing that and not even batting an eye yeah. that we did that, yeah. then that's why Sally was so good for us. We did well, not we have. We had so much support. We had support. We did not have minimal damages at all the store. Nothing. 
and very little at my house because yeah. I live on the river. Right. I knew I was going to flood, but, I mean, it's so minimal. I'll yeah. fix it after hurricane season because <laughs> I'm praying it won't be another hurricane, hurricane. for 20 years. But I, but I think, you know, a vast majority of us telling you this, and it, we're, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of thinking people who don't live here, people who live here too will listen, but people who just want to get an idea of what this area is like and what to do yeah. and uh, you know, we, we get the questions all the time about what's the best thing to do down here. and Yeah, and that's um, going to definitely be another pot, oh, tons, episode. Yeah. And we're going to talk about things to do, things to go so do for many. free, things to make, lattes, um, you know, what they use for lattes. We're going to have special guests on to speak yeah. um, in the area, maybe some fishing experts, um, seafood, talking about the industry, um, different people. Coffee. Coffee. Obviously, we're gonna, coffee's going to be the main... We're going to be the main thing. <sighs> it's going to be a lot of coffee things, but what to do in our area, since people want to know what to do and where to go, is going to be a major, too, and then we can always direct people to come listen to these episodes, and we're going to go try things out for you, and then we'll let you know. We'll let, um, and I always say, and I'll say this again, that just because I don't like something does not mean you won't like it. Yeah. I say go there, try it. If my friend goes to um, Arby's and they have this, this, and this, and they tell me and they're like, it was terrible. Well, if I like that same thing, when I go there, I'm going to try it. And then I might be telling her, it wasn't as bad as you thought. You must have just got a person that day that didn't fix it the right way. Yeah. So don't, you always have to try things a couple of times. Yeah, I agree Don't too. just go and, and do it the first time. People do have bad days, and we, as humans, forget that. Yeah. And we have to be reminded all the time that some people are just having a bad day. Absolutely. And keep smiling. Yeah. But, okay, we're going to end this podcast. Yeah. And um, we're going to let you know to support your local caffeine dealer. <laughs> there we go. And we sell those shirts here at Beach Bums Coffee and Deli. So we'll see you for the next go round support your local caffeine Caffeine dealer dealer. in the meantime thanks thank you guys we'll see you later